Refresh your career with Griffith College. Choose from a range of over 100 part-time, online and blended courses to flexibly build your future. Dublin, Cork, Limerick. Visit griffith.ie. Welcome to another episode of the Disney vs. Disney Debates, the podcast where we're going to figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. And this is a special episode. We are at the end of our second round. We are we're coming back to some movies that were voted on by you, our listening public, in the popular vote. Thanks, listening public. So these are number one and number two in the pop vote. Which is which? Ratatouille was number one. Yeah, Wally was number two. That's, that's going to change by about three votes. Yeah, three votes is everything. <clears throat> so, uh, we are this. These these are films that have previously been knocked out of the round, getting given a second chance in this round uh, because of popular demand. We have Ratatouille versus Wally, Pixar versus Pixar again. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, fact checking us today. We have Miranda Selwood. Hello. Now, Miranda, you have a bias to declare. I do have a bias to declare um, <sighs> in that I I did debate against uh, Ratatouille in the previous round. Successfully. Successfully. Hmm. Successfully is a <laughs> subjective. But in uh, but an it overall is, It is a beautiful sense. movie and um, I do also love – I love Wally and I, I do love Ratatouille. Mm. <laughs> beautiful French music and the super cute rats. Super cute. <laughs> okay, so representing Ratatouille today, we have... Taylor Davidson. Taylor Davidson. Oh. Now, this is your all-time favourite Disney film. Yeah. Yep. My all-time favourite animated film of okay. any com- company, company, corporation. Sure. Yep. Excellent. And coming back to represent Wally once again, it is none other than... Hi, I'm Carly Skelton. Carly Skelton. Hey, guys. (laughs) So, in the second round, we're keeping the second round format. So, we have six minutes to make your opening arguments, both for your movie and against your opponents. Then, we'll take a short break and we'll come back with a cross-examination where I will ask questions about things that you have brought up or maybe about some things that you haven't brought up about your films Mm. and then finally after another short break we'll have three minutes to make your closing statements before i make my final decision i will say this is the last chance for these movies if you're out now you're out forever okay it's not that long to go so no press there are there are three more rounds there are three more rounds yeah Oh, hey, babe. All right. We started out with a, with a lot of, of movies. So. Yeah, this is why I don't watch sports. It takes too long to get to the end. Don't worry. The, 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 the next rounds three rounds will go very quickly. Okay. Um, so uh, good luck to both of you. Well, we have rolled a dice and Carly got to choose whether she went first or second and she chose... Well... Like an idiot. I have done a few of these and every single time I've gone first because I've lost... The dime. And I won and went, you know what? I'm not going to break with tradition. So Carly's going first, kids. Carly's going first. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. So is there any questions before we begin? No. No? Okay. Carly, you will have six minutes to tell me why Wally is the best Disney film ever made and why Ratatouille is not. And your time starts when you start talking. 
Wally. When you can captivate an audience and win an Oscar with almost no spoken dialogue in the first 30 minutes of a film, you know you've done something right. The story of Wally is one of the best merits of the film. The story at face value isn't anything to write home about. The little robot falls in love with another robot, follows her to her home, and they go on a crazy adventure to save the human race. Sounds pretty basic, right? So the merit isn't in the construct of the story, rather in how the story is handled. Despite being such a simple plot, Pixar adds so much heart and soul to it that it works so well. You genuinely care about these two little robots and love watching them grow throughout the film. Wally himself is incredibly likeable and goofy, while Eve is strong-headed and confident. Their dynamic on the screen is what makes the story blossom. On top of that, everything that Wally does is because of how much he loves her. How very Disney. As the film goes on, however, he helps to save the human race for no reason other than it being the right thing to do. He has nothing to gain but does it anyway. No strings attached. This movie is about appreciating the little things of life. Wally has developed a personality. He's grown emotions. Like when he finds a diamond ring in a box and he throws the ring away because the hinge on the box is so much more interesting. The little dude has a personality and that is just so cute. There is dialogue in the film, however, from frame one. The director was interviewed and mentioned in an interview that each one of those little beeps and buzzes and whirs mean something and they're trying to convey a specific thing. If you think about it, Wally loves a bit of a chat because there is constant buzzing, beeping and whirring. When Wally first hit theatres, Pixar had already established themselves as competent animators who could handle CGI much better than anything that DreamWorks or Blue Sky was capable of at the time. However, it wowed critics and audiences alike when they saw that the quality of the animation in Wally was so much better than any movie that had come before it. People were surprised to see how Pixar had outdone themselves in spades. The film was a critical and box office success, taking in a little over $533 million, and the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, Golden Globe, BAFTA, two Grammys, and the Hollywood Film Festival Animation of the Year, among numerous other awards that year. The message. So... Pixar is well known for incorporating heartwarming and true morals into today's society in the films. Wally is obviously no different. But that being said, it also takes a huge risk. By addressing consumption on an industrial scale shows very little regard um, that shows very little regard to our planet. This message has never been more relevant than it is today. Companies convincing people to buy single-use items and consume as much as they're able to simply to drive profits is something that we see corporations doing right now. And the fact that Pixar told this story 10 years ago, it saddens me to think how little has been done since then. Never before had Pixar movie directly pointed out a fallacy with the human race that rings all too true in our minds. By seeing the humans as 700-pound blobs due to their over-reliance on technology, their inactivity and the high-calorie liquid diet, the movie gets us thinking. While every other Pixar movie has these great morals to their stories, none have ever turned their heads towards the human race in that way. Even for a kid's movie, that's incredibly bold. Speaking of kids' movies, it brings me to my next point. Every Disney Pixar film has been widely known for being primarily for kids, but of just enough content to keep the adults you know, interested. Wally is not just a kids' movie. By dealing with a message widely against humanity with the simple story of a lonely robot, Pixar did a great thing and made the film geared towards everyone, not just kids. There's a lot of heart and feeling that older audiences will pick up on, as well as the environmental and physical storyline, but plenty of beautiful animation and funny moments to make the kids smile. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Wally accomplishes this and more. 
Now, the music. Thomas Newman composed the soaring score that most captivated me in the scene where Eve and Wally are dancing through space. I love it. He's got the little fire extinguisher and they're having... Oh, beautiful. Love it. Newman won two Grammys for this film, a feat that even his cousin Randy Newman hasn't even achieved. The music includes... (laughs) I know, right? You would think he didn't win two Grammys in one year. Um... The music in- includes a futuristic soundtrack. There are also musical theatre nods, which, as a musical theatre nerd myself, I love it. Hello Dolly is heavily featured. He does a little dig up his Sunday clothes with his hat. I'm doing a thing with my hands that you can't see, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really confirm. works for voice. The voice cast features the talents of John Ratzenberger, Kathy Najmi and Sigourney Weaver. John Ratzenberger has had a voice part in every single Pixar feature film since 1995, ranging from main characters to characters who appear in only one scene. He's in Ratatouille as well. He plays a waiter. Hey. (laughs) There you go. Um, Wally is Disney Pixar's best movie, in my opinion, and the opinion of many others, because it sends a very clear and relevant message and because nobody needed to overanalyze that to understand it. The story is so simple at the core that you immediately get what the film is trying to tell you from the first watch. The message is simple. Humans, do better. That's my time. All right. Well done. Didn't need the whole time. Congratulations. I like it when the time's up thing goes. That makes me laugh. Oh, well, just like go for your whole time and you'll see it. And I get to hear it. <laughs> uh, are there any facts that need to be checked immediately, fact checker? Um, I did look into a few of them. The first dialogue um, considered to be dialogue between Wally and Eve is at 22 minutes in the movie and the first human dialogue at 39. So the estimate of around 30 was all sort of... I met in the middle. <laughs> yeah, mostly correct. Got six minutes, no time to be um. incredibly specific. <laughs> Uh, Wally did do great in its opening box office, but um, Ratatouille did actually have a higher cumulative. That's why I didn't mention gross. it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's what fact checking for. Can I add that as big mention now? John Ratzenberger has indeed been in every Pixar movie, starting with Toy Story mm. in, in 1995, um, confirmed at least through to Finding Nemo's release. I'm not sure about after that, but I think that's possibly the last one that's in the in our. Scope anyway, isn't it? Pixar. Yeah. We do have Finding Dory in there as well. Yeah, that's recent. Let me check. All right. Well, while you check that, we will move on to Taylor. So you have your six minutes with a warning at five. And just to clarify, I'm allowed to make con arguments. Absolutely, you are. Excellent. Um, (laughs) uh, Wait. Why did I go first? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. You will have three minutes at the very end to sum up your arguments if you do have negatives to say about Ratatouille. Cool, cool, cool. Let me just... No uh, one has Ratatouille. Negatives to say about Ratatouille. Yeah. Sorry. Confirming, yes, he was in Finding Dory. Okay. So, uh, your time starts, Taylor, when you start talking. Ratatouille is an amazing Disney film. It is so beautiful and gorgeous and iconic. It's about a rat who's learning how to cook and he finds a job kind of in a restaurant. The animation is incredible. It combines both humans and rats as well as food, which is a lot to take on for one film. There's a lot of color, there's a lot of action and it's just beautiful. The film has a um, Rotten Tomatoes rating of 96%. 
certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Wally only has 95% with more reviews. So that's not entirely good, is it? Uh, so it did very well with critics and it won a number of awards. It won 38 awards out of 58 nominations, including the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Um, and it's directed by Bra- I need you to stop making faces while I'm doing my argument. <laughs> <laughs> that was Miranda, don't me, by the way. Um, it's directed by Brad Bird, who is the genius also behind uh, The Incredibles, which is another fantastic Disney film, though not as good as Ratatouille. Uh, he also wrote the screenplay, and they did a lot of work. Um, making the film as authentic as possible, even with anthropomorphic rats. So they studied rat movement for a long time. They, um, they, what is that? The little rat hands. Oh yeah, they have little rat yeah. hands. And they, they had a um, something I learned today is a vivarium, like not a terrarium, but a vivarium where they had rats in a hallway for a long time, where they studied the movement of. They looked after them. Calm down. They studied the movement of rats um, to animate them, and they also worked with a lot of chefs. They went to Paris, and they had a lot of. Um, they did a lot of research, basically, to to make the film as authentic as possible. Um, The storyline is beautiful with the very simple and lovely um, message of anyone can cook or basically you can do what you want to do if you sort of set your mind to it and and believe in yourself. So even if it's something that you feel is kind of out of your range of achievability or or something that you feel like you're not supposed to be doing, if, if you really go for it, you can do anything, which I think is a beautiful message to give to children and adults. Um, but yeah, the film is gorgeous. The music is incredible. It's got this kind of French feel to it, but also being kind of really cheeky and funny at the same time. And honestly the reason I love this movie so much is it's just beautiful to watch there's so much action there's there's so much happening all the time the colors are amazing the set is amazing all the characters have little um little traits to to grab onto that you you just want to keep watching them all the time and I think it's just um just awesome I think it's just beautiful so uh that's kind of my introduction to Ratatouille I'm gonna flip to Wally now which is firstly kind of a weird name which I've never heard any one person say in the same way twice is it Wally is it Wally is it Wally I like I never know I think no spoken dialogue for the first 22 mo- um, minutes of a film is incredibly bold and maybe a little too bold um, children are supposed to have an attention span of whatever their age is plus 13 minutes so that is you're already losing children if there's no talking going on. Um, and I think for, you know, for young children, maybe that just movement on screen and sound is going to captivate them. But if you're at children ages like seven to 12, um, I think they're going to lose interest really early. And I was around that age when the film came out and I started to lose interest fairly early. So um, I think that's quite an interesting choice. Um, I really honestly think in Wally, there's a bit too much message. It's almost propaganda the way that they talk about environmentalism and if you go onto the wikipedia page for wally which i did um it in the op- like in the very top paragraph like the very first summary of kind of what this whole movie is it has a list of things that it criticizes including consumerism corporatism nostalgia waste management human environmental impact and concerns obesity and global catastrophic risk which for a children's film is 
a lot to deal with. I think that in a, in a Disney film and for children, you want to tell a story. The goal is to tell a story and to make them follow a path and have a subtext of a message that's easy to come through rather than bombarding them with all these really, really advanced ideas. I mean, I think environmentalism is important and I think we need to learn about it and I think it's great that we're telling children about it, but that is a lot of issues in one film to deal with, especially a film that's marketed largely at children and that can be quite confronting straight away they're gonna I think it makes it a lot more of a propaganda film than an animated story to enjoy so I think that's quite bold um I'm gonna go for another minute so I can hear the other ring um yeah it should be the the message should be subtext and it should be underneath and inspiring and should leave them coming away with something to think about not something that they're terrified of or immediately concerned about or kind of has been thrown in their face to such a massive degree um i'm not really sure how they're saving the human race it's been a long time since i've seen that film but i all right okay we're we're going there um i just i don't really they're kind of floating around a lot and then they go visit the blobs i did like that you said blobs but they're visiting the blobs on other spaceships so i'm not really sure how he's saving the human race i found a website that's called plot holes in wally and it was like what are they doing anyway they're like moving rubbish from point a to point b but they're not really tidying anything up and maybe that's the point like that it's doomed anyway but i don't really know what he's doing there so i don't know is up, you it's hard to follow i have so Isn't much to say a good point well, like, don't, I have don't, answers to your question. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> before we go to uh, a short break, uh, is there any facts that needed to be checked out of that one? Uh, well, I did um, point out the box office woolly ratatouille. Thank so you. I'll do the same for Rotten Tomatoes. Ratatouille's um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, so that's the um, uh, reviewer's score, is... One percent higher. That's correct. Yes, correct. On uh, sorry, six more reviews. But if you look at the um, audience score, which is why I didn't mention it, <laughs> <laughs> almost six hundred thousand said ninety percent for Wally, and yep. twice that number, eighty-seven for Ratatouille. Although you'll notice that there are more reviews for Ratatouille than there are for Wally, so Correct. more people almost bothered to come and talk about it. Double. Yeah, because people give negative reviews easier than they give positive ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's still not much in difference no. in it, really. Yeah. I'd, I'd say they're about. They're both beautiful Pixar movies. Yeah. And if okay. I trusted what normal people thought I wouldn't be hosting a podcast where I get to decide what's the best Disney film ever made there are so many <laughs> oh my god I just learned so podcast. much about you um, <laughs> there's a few also a few different formulas about the child's attention span but by both formulas um, by the time a, a child is six or seven they should be able to get to the first dialogue in the film okay cool. this is a lot about your attention span Taylor yeah. What? Did um, I say that? Not wrong. You're not wrong, are you? <laughs> also, by the, by the time you get to teenagers, the teenage to adult attention span doesn't change. So um, it's, you know, adults probably have just as much trouble getting to that 39-minute mark where there's human dialogue mm. as children do. Mm, isn't Without that interesting? Without needing to visit the ladies. Okay, well, before this gets any more personal, let's take a quick break. Okay, so this is the cross-examination round uh, where 
I ask you some questions about what you've said or maybe what you haven't said. Now, you've been, you've both kind of been really above board with what you're saying and kind of backing yourself up with data, et cetera. It's not been a lot of opinion, except when it comes to Taylor's argument that Wally is propaganda and that its message is really hammered home a bit too much, maybe for children. So I do want to talk about this, but before I get Carly to talk about that for Wally, I would like Taylor, you to answer for the hammering home of the anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. Yeah, like that is very clearly the message and is repeated a lot of times in Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. um, and of course it's backed up by the story, but that's kind of what Wally does as well. Um, it's just not in, it's not such kind of a cataclysmic story. So is it just the stakes that are different? I think the stakes are pretty high in Ratatouille. Hmm. There's like knives flying everywhere. Stakes. <laughs> ah, they cook. <clears throat> okay. Um, so yeah, I would like you to say sure. why the hammering home of the anyone can cook message in Ratatouille yep. is less egregious in a propaganda Good sense word. than Wally. Sure. Um, I would argue that in Ratatouille, the anyone can cook message is billed as the slogan of Gusto. So anyone can cook comes up again and again as part of his book. That's his message. That's his um, like little marketing platform. And that's what he does. So, but it's not... It's not the only thing that's happening in the whole story. We have a clear plot beyond that kind mm -hmm. of marketing fact. So Remy is, he's got a family and he likes to sniff things and he likes to cook things. And so he goes on this journey and then he goes into Paris and he finds um, Linguini and all that. He's on a journey besides this anyone can cook But he thing. does go on the journey because he believes that because that chef told him anyone can cook that he can cook. Correct? Well, it happens because of the rat lady with the gun and the rain. I don't know that it happens specific. I think he finds himself in Paris mm. and then he runs into the restaurant and it happens that he's under Gusto's restaurant. And I think it's propelled by the, this idea in his head that anyone can cook. But I don't think the story is anyone can cook, so you had better go and learn to cook. Whereas in Wally, -E, the whole thing is really clearly like the world has fallen apart. We've messed up with the environment. Here is the cleanup. Here is what's going on. Here is the catastrophic element. This is the plot. But that's not Wally's. That's not Wally's motivation. Whereas in Ratatouille, that definitely is the motivation of the character. Is following that one message for, through his story. Wally just finds himself in a situation, and the story plays out, and the message is what it is. Whereas in Ratatouille, anyone can cook. It's a literal message. That propaganda requires. Am I arguing against you or against Carly? The, well, in this round, it's against me. I, I'm, uh, I'm asking you to answer for this accusation that you've put against Wally. But I think if you got rid of the anyone can cook that phrase, I think the message in the subtext is still clear. Okay. And it would still come, okay, like it would still ring true. Whereas so without it, the environmentalism and the whole thing that's going on in Wally, there's not even a story. But is there... An explicit message in Wally, other than the subtext. But there's not subtext; it's just text. Well, the environmental message is 
subtext is the, is, is the story. Yeah. The plot is Wally trying to um, get this plant to Eva. Yeah, and that's my that's my whole beef with it. Is because <laughs> you know <laughs> that's my whole thing. Is because the whole thing is relying on the message of the story that the world is like ruined if we don't do something about it. Okay. Whereas that anyone can cook is is his own personal motivation that he's following within the story that's happening in his life. Okay. So let's get Kelly's thoughts on this. So Taylor mentioned that, you know, it's boring, I think was the word she used. But (laughs) with regards to the propaganda, okay, so yes, they are trying to save the world because the whole point of them going on the Axiom ship for 700 years was while the little by and large robots are going to clean up the world, we'll go on a little holiday. And then, you know, a few generations into the future, um, Wally and, well, Eve is sent back to find vegetation. She finds vegetation. So in her... Programming. That's the word I wanted. Thank you. In her programming, vegetation means we can go back to Earth because obviously humans aren't made to kind of float around in space because, you know, their bone density decreases and they become blobs. Blobs. Yeah, that's how they were animated. (laughs) God. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that part of it. But no, I don't think it was propaganda at all because I, I feel that... And there was something that an author said. Um, yeah, Catherine Ellison, she asserted that Americans produce nearly 400 million tonnes of solid waste per year, but recycle less than a third of it. Mm. So, yes, it's there is a lot of messages in the movie, but it is so important. Um, like a Columbia University study said that landfills were filling up so quickly that predictions were made in the mid 2000s that the UK could run out of landfill space by the year 2017. So I 100% mm. love the message. Yeah. Very important. I don't think the message is what I'm worried about here. Wally has a great message. Ratatouille has a great message. My question is, is the method in which the films, spe- specifically Wally, because this was um, pointed at Wally, is the method in which it delivers its message in an attempt to brainwash children into certain behaviours? I don't think it's brainwashing. I think it's education. I think brainwashing is harsh. No, yeah. That's what propaganda is. And that's why the only reason it would be a negative is if it was causing children to act in a way that was negative to their own existence. Um, That's why if... While if Ratatouille was putting forth a message um, in such a way that children would act that way regardless of their own thoughts just on that message. So I'm going to say that Wally has much higher stakes in its message. Mm, definitely. Is, totally. is what it is saying and the way that it is saying it um, propaganda or is no. it just a story? I think it is a story, but it is a way to educate kids. I watched it originally with my ex and his kids and they were early teens, I think, mm-hmm. at that stage, much like Taylor's age. Um <laughs> And it started a conversation with the youngest. I think she was about 12 or 13. She was like, well, you know, this is the future. It's not going to happen. And I, it, it created a dialogue within us. Mm. So it's not brainwashing. It started a conversation and it made her think, oh, okay, so, you know, 
flushing things that we shouldn't flush and throwing out things that we could probably use again are not a great idea. So I like that it started this dialogue. It started a conversation. It got her thinking and that's just one person and I'm sure it happened to several so, others. So I think it's not a brainwashing thing. It's making kids think, okay, well, I don't want this to happen because that earth looks scary. Mm. So... And, well, it is interesting that you pointed out that her first reaction was like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. That's the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because kids are kids and that's too far in the future. Taylor has something to say. And I agree for ages 12 to 13 and up that that's an excellent conversation to start. Mm. But what happens when you take your six-year-old and your six-year-old goes, oh my God, that's going to happen to us one day. And then you have to like comfort them all the time that the world's going to end and there's going to be robots and flying on a planet. less scary than the idea of a kitchen just running rampant with I think yes, because I think Wally looks a lot more realistic than Ratatouille. I think in Ratatouille, you know you're watching a film, you know it's animated and you go, okay, cool. This is really funny. There's rats cooking. Awesome. Okay. And I think when you watch Wally as a kid, you could watch that and go, oh my God, is that is that what's going to happen to us? Like if I don't start putting all my things in the... Like as a child, I had a lot of anxiety. I think if I was younger when I had seen that, I would have started panicking. But I think that that corrects a lot of irresponsible behaviours in humans as well. So like having a, a kid going, oh my God, I don't want this to happen. Maybe their parents can go, okay, well, maybe we should recycle stuff. And, you know. If you have the right parents. Okay. I think you both. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even start that discussion. I, I think you've both answered my question pretty, cool. pretty well. Um, my other one is you've both pointed out that there is a common denominator in these films in Ratzenberger. Yeah. So I, I want like you to the emphasis on rats and burger to be noted, please. Oh, okay, well you it. can go first, Taylor. As in, I would like you to compare the characters and which one is better. I actually have both of them up here and they're next to each other. Firstly, mine's name is Mustafa, which is a far superior name to John. Just the firstly. Just uh, to point out though, John Ratzenberger's name is John. Exactly. It, it was <laughs> so such a boring uh, character that they were like, what are we going to name him? Oh, we'll just use your name, John. <laughs> Whereas mine, they were like, oh, what are we going to call him? Mustafa. <laughs> That's what they called him. Mustafa. Quote. One before. I don't know. Mustafa. It's got a T in it though. I don't yes, know if it's yeah. a throwback to Lion King it's or not. It's not, no. <laughs> but it's still funny. Um, he's, a great, he's a great character. He's just like this... Um, like overly nervous waiter who has to deal with all these customers, not to mention all the all the stuff that's going back behind the kitchen. And they're like, they want to know what is new. And they're just, he's just like panicked all the time. And it's just, he's just so funny and so awesome. And I think it's a, it's a cool thing to have a connection between the customers and the kitchen and to have someone go between those worlds. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, Ratzenberger does a really good job of that that kind of pressure when you have like people out there expecting something and then people in the kitchen that are all kind of um, doing something really high pressure and he's the go-between like, I don't know what you want me to do. And I think that was a really good comic relief um, part of Ratatouille. Cool. Whereas... I mean, John well, let's let's talk John. about let's talk about the boring John. So, boring I, was an inverted comma. I so will I just say just he's had a comment. few different names in his Pixar films. He's been like Earl. He's been um, Ham. Ham. Yes, <laughs> he was P.T. Flea in A Bug's Life. He oh, was, was he? Fritz. Yeah, man. And in Coco, he was. One, which is Spanish for John. John. So there you go. But also his surname is Autodoncia, which I can only imagine means teeth. 
Probably. In Spanish? Which he's a skull. That's he's hilarious. Skull. But yeah. what's his name in Wally? John. Just John. <laughs> well, okay, so the two characters that are human that are on the thing are John and Mary. So Mary. yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's like, tragic. It's a bit beige. But I don't know. Not write like it. Linguini and Colette. Just saying. Yeah, I've got Perhaps stuff to say so about it's that. Deliberately beige because it's representing yeah. the entire human the future, race. Yeah. like John, John Citizen and Mary Doe. Yeah, we don't know what stuff's going to be seven hundred years in the future, and everyone might just all wear blue or red jumpsuits, like they and everyone's still called John. <laughs> exactly, but. I really like their characters because all of the humans are blobby and they're on these floaty chair things and they watch their screens and they drink their liquid calories. And it's an interaction with Warley that kind of wakes John up from this trance. Stupor. They're in a bit of a trance watching the screen. And he meets Wally and goes, Oh, that's a robot. Cool. All right. And then when he meets him again later, he goes, hey, I know that guy. That guy is uh, Wally. And he remembers it. And that's the introduction of the character. Then he meets Mary. And when the Axiom's having a bit of an issue, um, all of the babies kind of fall out and they get together (laughs) and they save the babies. And it's so cool. I love it. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, I mean, he notices that the ship has a giant swimming pool that nobody uses. Mm. Like that scene where everyone's floating past and John's just standing there going, holy crap, I'm on a spaceship. Like, that is so cool because it, it, it there's another dynamic to it where he's going, this is cool. There's a pool. Awesome. Let's get in the pool. So him and Mary have a swim. It's cute. I like it. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's all the questions I had for the cross-examination. So we will take another short break and we will come back with your three-minute summarizations. Righty-o. So, starting with Carly, as is tradition, you That's will have three minutes with no warning. <laughs> You'll just be cut off by Darkwing Duck at the end of the three minutes. Yay. And your time starts when you start talking. When Wally came out 10 years ago, it was met with some of the best reviews in Pixar history. The Los Angeles Times called it daring and traditional, groundbreaking and familiar apocalyptic and sentimental. Rolling Stone referred to it as an enduring classic. Um, It was also described as wonderfully imagined and lovingly presented. I agree. The film is an example of the Disney animation studio at its most creative. But even if any everyone could agree that the film was visually stunning, not everyone loved the eco-conscious message it doled out. Cough. Right-wing conservatives coughs. <laughs> wow. The dystopian message has been seen before, but never in an animation to this scale where it truly, as an adult watching the film, makes you think about the choices that you make much more carefully. It also addresses auto on the axiom. Basically, the, he was the autopilot, basically wanting to stay the course and not return to Earth because if the axiom returns to Earth, becomes unnecessary. So it has an ulterior motive. So everybody likes a bad guy in a movie. There you go. Ratatouille. I have massive concerns about infection control, just quietly. Massive concerns. You like got even so much louder, it scared me. <laughs> yeah, I got closer. Um, I get that they put them in the dishwasher and they come out all fluffy, but they're still rats. Like you can't just give them a hot bath and everything completely dies. I understand how infection control works and that gives me a lot of anxiety. Anyway, um, I do love the film. It's gorgeous. It's beautifully made. But what's the story? Like underdog... 
Been done. Ratatouille is about chasing your dreams. And while that's beautiful, Disney seems to be staying in their lane. A few risks were taken, but at the end of the day, it's a feel-good story about friends making dreams come true. Sound familiar? It's a fairly standard Disney plot. Up, Lalo and Stitch, Mermaid, Tangled, Fox and the Hell, I could keep going. Taylor mentioned authenticity several times. So why do the rats and Linguini have American accents? They're in Paris. <laughs> that makes me so mad. Why are they American? It seems to be a part of a theme in the Disney Linguini universe. Is American. Yes, but like the rats, why are the rats American? Because they don't know how to speak. They're actually speaking rat. Yeah, but in the, they could be, I just, yeah. It just, right. it bugs me. Okay. It bugs me. Taylor also mentioned that it was boring because children have short attention spans. So that makes you children. Yep. Well, he is different. It conveys a message that makes you think while also being incredibly cute and entertaining. Wally serves, what Wally serves to remind us is that the scariest depictions of dystopian societies aren't necessarily the ones that paint the future as being full of handmaids or kids forced to fight to the death for the entertainment of the elite. Sometimes the scariest versions of our futures are the ones that we already see glimpses of in our present reality. Though Wally was released 10 years ago, our society's need to consume and corporations' relentless drive for profit have only increased. Is it any coincidence that so many billionaires aware of how they've contributed to our planet's decline are focused on space travel? The jig <laughs> is up. All right. Uh, I, someone has been reading my Facebook feed, I think, <laughs> and has focused on my environmental. <laughs> no, because I completely agree. Yeah, That's why I'm like, oh, yeah, double like, yeah. <clears throat> double not- like? Wouldn't a double like unlike it? Oh, that's Instagram. I suck it. Social media, it's fine. <laughs> All right. So um, what we'll do is now, Taylor, you will have three minutes. Mm-hmm. Your time will start when you start talking. Ratatouille is a wonderful film. If we think about what a Disney film should do, what a kid's film should do, what any film should do, is it should take us away from reality. It should give us a moment to enjoy a story that's not our own, to disappear into a fantasy world and to enjoy that world. Ratatouille does this beautifully. While the idea of rats in a kitchen is completely unfeasible, hopefully, and completely wild and crazy, that's what I love most about it, is that it's a bizarre story that you know, I never ever would have thought of, but it's done beautifully. Like it, it's amazing to watch you, you end up rooting for the rats, which most people really hate. And you want them to succeed. You want them to cook. You want them to win. You want to eat all the food that's on the screen. It's amazing. And it takes you away into this other place while leaving you with the message of, hey, anything is kind of possible. If I want to cook, I can cook. If I want to paint, I can paint. You can do the things that maybe seem unattainable to you. It won so many awards. The music is gorgeous. The coloring is gorgeous. The um, the animation itself is so well done, and a lot of the techniques that, are, that were developed are just incredible, and and we hadn't seen before. But the thing I love most about it is that it it just takes you away on its own story. You though it seems implausible, you can watch it, you can get carried away, and you can fall in love with everyone on the screen. The, the issue that I have in comparison with Wally is that from the minute that you're there, you're already concerned. You're watching everything and you're, you're being bombarded with these very realistic images of what Earth looks like or what a spaceship would look like. And you don't have the opportunity as a child or as an adult to be taken away for 90 minutes. You have to watch this kind of space and look at all the problems that are happening in the world and go, oh my goodness, could this happen to us? And oh my goodness, that's so cute, but is that a real possibility? And am I recycling? Am, am I doing enough? It's 
not a story that you can relax and enjoy in or be taken away in because it is so real and so down to earth. And as a child, which is of course Disney's real demographic, that can be mightily confronting and problematic. And as a, as a parent that's taking your movie, um, your child to a movie, you might have a lot of questions to deal with or you might have panicked children afterwards that are looking at this thing and going, is this real? Can this happen to me? And you don't, I think with Wally, you don't get as much enjoyment out of it. Yes, there are funny bits. Yes, it's beautifully made. And yes, we we fall in love with the characters of Wally and Eve and all that kind of thing. But most of what it's showing us is destruction and, and horror and, and what could happen in a horrible world. And that can be awfully confronting for a 90 minute trip to the movies. So... Um, my, my main problem with Wally there is that it's just very hard hitting, very close to home and it doesn't take you away on that ride like a Disney movie should. It doesn't make you enjoy or, or look in wonder or, or kind of have a hope for the future because it's so real and so confronting. Ratatouille is The jig is better. up you jaded yes. junk and a jack in the box. Well done. Okay, so while I uh, go over my notes, please spend some time telling each other what you like about each other's films. So the scene at the end of Ratatouille yeah. where he's got his own restaurant but the yeah. rats have their own section upstairs. Yeah. I freaking love it. It's so cute. And they oh. have like the little corks and stuff for chairs. Yes. It's so good. And then the reviewer comes, he's like, you know what I like. <laughs> I'll have my regular, please. And then there's dessert. He's like, why not? And then he eats dessert. I love it. Seriously, Ratatouille... I could. That's. It's one of the Disney movies that I could rewatch again and again. For sure. And it'll be fine. And Wally is the same for me because I think it's pretty. Yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty. You're not wrong. Yeah. I and honestly, I I probably haven't seen Wally since I was 14 or 15. And I should probably go well, you watch didn't it prep again well because for I, the debate, no, I never prep well for the debate. Oh my gosh! I just read Wikipedia. Um, no, and I really should watch it again because I think, as an adult, I would really appreciate the message. Actually, I mean, I really came at it for the purpose of the debate. But I mean, I the think, musical theatre nods like there's yeah, totally. there's Levion Rose. Yeah, there's, ah, I yeah, love it for sure. Um, yeah, and I, I do think I love – for me, I really like dystopian and, and um, worlds and stuff. So I think when they're on the spaceship and it's all so organized and everyone's floating around, everyone is in this kind of fake happiness, you're just like, whoa, like that. It's so possible. Like that's so – I love the creation of new worlds where everything is supposed to be in order but it's flawed. So I love a dystopian really cool. future. Yeah. I do enjoy a good it zombie really movie cool. too. Mm. 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 Apocalyptic. Can't wait for Pixar to do a zombie movie. Well, Coco's kind of halfway <laughs> Coco, there. Coco, yeah, it? I was thinking yeah. the same thing. It's like uh, I would not call Day of the Dead zombies. Well, no, it's skeletons more. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, okay. Skeletons with face paint. Made yep. my decision. Loved it. Festive skeleton. Okay. Okay, so I think both of you really admitted how good the other film was. So when it comes down to what we're talking about is what is the best Disney film ever, it really is kind of impact and the thought process and the storytelling and all both of these films have all of those in spades. Um, when we're talking about animation, you have the space dance 
Um, and and that that he won a Grammy for the I mean the, the song the, the song I know yeah. beautiful we won but, a Grammy too but over and yeah, over again to. like you you <laughs> all the Disney blogs talk about the food animation in Ratatouille it, it, when you look up Disney food it's always Ratatouille and Goofy movie um, <laughs> yeah strange what enough, the heck Goofy the, movie the, the cheese on the pizza and the nachos that is what people uh, <sighs> latch on to it's always made me want to try cheese from a can i haven't done it no don't don't <laughs> don't do it don't it's not great it's it looks not good, good in the goofy it movie. does but it's not anyway and i think both of the messages one is smaller scale one is bigger scale and is really this is a really difficult decision oh yeah uh because wally is an almost perfect film um <laughs> in the sense that it is it has a very strong sense of message, but it doesn't compromise character to tell its story um, and get its messages across. It's incredibly endearing. And the way that we anthropomorphize these robots, because um, one of my favorite Pixar characters of all time wasn't brought up in this debate, is Mo, is the little cleaner mo, 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 cleaner mo, mo. robot that has to I chase Wally around. Mo. Yeah, a little scrubber robot who, right. who, when Wally goes off the tracks, he is to chase Wally around cleaning up his mess. He gets so mad because there's like dirt. <laughs> <sighs> well, he's cute. Um, and he's, it's, it is a great film. And I do think that Taylor's points that it does skew a little older than the regular uh, Pixar I Disney made that point audience. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I think that is, it is a very, it's a great four quadrant film older audiences yep. as well as younger audiences. When it comes to Ratatouille, it, that, this is Pixar's wheelhouse. This is their regular... Cheese wheel <laughs> house. Che- cheese wheel house? Yeah, well, you get cheese wheels in France. Okay, sure. And <laughs> I like cheese. I'm really hungry. <laughs> uh, and I think it's no less mm. effective at getting its message across. It's no less effective of making these impressive characters like we're just talking about the John Ratzenberger characters like these are two very relatively minor characters in the film but they each have very um each have their own stories yeah and then their own arcs which is something that is very particular to Disney and Pixar in their storytelling so when it comes down to it I think this is why I miss it when you announce it because you take forever I think Wally is the better film. However, but I think Ratatouille is the better Disney film. Oh. And so today I think Boo. it goes to Ratatouille. So congratulations. I was not, expe- I was not expecting that. <laughs> 100% I thought you had it in the bag. I was like, oh man, I've done it again. I've lost Ratatouille. Again, it, ca- it came down to the arguments <sighs> of what makes a Disney film a Disney film and what makes a film a good film and I think gosh oh, darn yeah, it Disney for trying to branch film. out yeah, I but think not a great Disney film it is a great Disney film but, but I think Ratatouille Disney. is a better Disney film that's what's up um, stayed in the wheelhouse didn't try the cheese wheelhouse yeah. uh, Wally no, is cheese. <laughs> I know Wally is definitely uh, Pixar pushing it so it's a definitely I think it would oh, be yeah. better Which if I it was totally Pixar respect. versus Disney I think is where yeah. we find this divide yeah because um, it's a I would say well, it's, it's a better Pixar, the Pixar film. It's Pixar debates. <laughs> well, it is Disney Pixar now, but I think... Disney's yeah, trying think to take risks with some yeah. of the newer Which ones. I totally, and... totally appreciate. Oh, same. And yeah. I, I totally respect Wally for doing that. But like when I think about a Disney film, it's definitely not Wally. Which is why I read a Dewey one. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. 
So congratulations. <laughs> I was not Taylor I really wasn't Ratatouille. expecting that. I thought you would win for sure. <laughs> so you will be going up against Oh crap, uh, now I've got to do it again. Yeah, one of our other pop votes. Either it will either be uh Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, or Brave. Yeah, good luck. Oh, I like Brave as well. Okay, that's gonna be painful. Good luck. And then the winner of that will be going up against the winner of the wild card debates. So This is all in this round. No, no. So this will be in the rounds oh. going forward. So wild cards and pop votes <laughs> will be going forward as well. That's going to be hard. Um, so thank you for fighting so bravely for Wally. Yeah. Oh, you did so good. I really, didn't, I really thought you were going to win it for sure. And like I will declare like Wally is one of my favorite films of all time. Um, it's not classic fair, Disney though. Yeah. I wish it was. Same. I wish it Perhaps was. one day it will be. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I do love the love story. Films. A bit of oomph, and then you know, <laughs> As if they just needed to add a princess in. If only there was a princess on the spaceship, would have been perfect. There should have been a princess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Eva, Mo could be the princess. Oh, could be the princess. All right. Well, thank you for joining us once again. If you don't agree with what I have, with the decision I've made, you are well within your rights. There will be a poll on our Facebook page and you can go, <laughs> you can go and vote there to let the world know. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram and on Twitter. So follow us there. And if you really like the podcast, you can help us out by giving us a rating and a review on whatever you're listening to us on right now. That helps us out. And tell all your Disney friends. Tell all your friends that love Disney about the podcast. And we'll be back next week with another debate. So until then, thank you very much for fact-checking us, Miranda. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for arguing today, Taylor. Thank you for having me. And thank you again, Carly. Thanks, guys. Until next time, everyone, keep watching Disney. Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And And together, together, we're Disney Disney Grown-Up. We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, that's not canonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. A that's not Canon Productions podcast. Get your broadband moving all around your home so you can start flexing in the living room. And that sourdough can start rising in the kitchen. For streaming from the front door to the attic, connect with our best ever Wi-Fi all around your home. Sky Broadband. Your world is limitless. For more information, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. Become a chartered accountant and you can become anything. From entrepreneur 
to CEO. Take the flexible route and study online with us to secure your success. The time is now. Sign up to the flexible route at charteraccountants.ie.